Today on Bad in the Boondocks, we talk about Kenneth McDuff, a.k.a. the Broomstick Killer, as well as Robert Maudsley, a.k.a. Hannibal the Cannibal. This is Bad in the Boondocks, baby. Bad in the boondocks Bad in the boondocks People put it down But what you're supposed to do In a small town Bad in the boondocks Bad in the boondocks Lord have mercy Can't help being Bad in the boondocks Hey, and welcome to Bad in the Boondocks. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Dan. And I'm Drew. How's it going, everybody? And let me tell y'all something. What? Now, it is true. We don't have a lot of money. We don't. And we don't have a lot of patrons or premium members. Well, literally all of our money but let me tell goes you, into this. We be buying new stuff all the time. We just got a new microphone. It's got light up lights on it. It is the B-Caster, and I hope that y'all like the way it sounds. It sounds really good to us. great. But we need some... We don't have no ads supporting us, because I don't want ads. We're not getting paid for B-Caster to say this, but it is great. $99, the original price is $349, Yeah, we got a steal, baby. And anyway, um... Listen to this, y'all. What? We're going to thank our new patron and our new premium member well, in, just a se- so much. in just a second. But here's a deal, y'all. Here's here's what's going on. We are, after we post this, I am going to go in there into that little website, Himalaya. Remember, that's Himalaya. And go on the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store, I think that's what y'all have. Apple app store, store yeah. yeah and y'all have they have an app for apple and for android you go on there look up bad in the boondocks and subscribe and you can become a premium member let me tell you what you get with that you're going to get a mini episode which usually is the same amount as a full episode exactly. every most most of the time it is you're going to get that every other week so that's two times a month and you're going to get a full episode Every once month. a month so sometimes, that is sometimes we even do we even throw in two yes two a month. so that is three at least three extra episodes and i am going in there and lowering the price okay to 2.99 a month 2.99 and you will get at least three episodes a month that's a fucking steal that's a steal man that's the b cap steal that's not that's not not a steal right there however if for some reason because that is the best deal is to go on himalaya and do that because you get all three yeah but i mean if if you you want patreon Patreon, if you want patreon let me tell you i'll tell you i'll tell you but wait what are we going to do? Today only. I'm just oh kidding. <laughs> For only one dime now. <laughs> no, no. It's a crime to pay more than a dime. Oh, my God. I'm so fucking <laughs> no, sick but, that. Okay, on Patreon, go to Patreon backslash Bad in the Boondocks, and you can join one of three tiers there. However, 
everyone that, and by everyone, I mean three or four that are patrons. Um, you're going to like this because it's going to benefit you. But this is an incentive to become a patron. We are lowering our prices on those tiers. We have three tiers. So our first tier was $5. Now it will be $2. $2. Second tier. Guess what we're lowering? And it. guess what? $5. Guess and what third, third tier, tier that $8. $8. It's going to be $8. And you day. can see the benefits that you will get. Exactly. Come but, on. But Why wouldn't you want, if you've got a little bit of change in your pocket, get you a prepaid card. I got a little change in my pocket. Ring on, ring on, ring. Who wouldn't want to support these fine ass southern boys? Yeah, and, um, Anyways, let's we do need some help, you. though. We need some help supporting because we, do. we don't want to have ads on. But if we don't I get more, ads, if we don't get more support, we're going to have to. It costs us over a hundred dollars a month just for hosting and the website. Yeah. Okay. And we're not making anything. We're losing way a lot every month. But but it's fun. It is fun. I love it. I love it. But I'm going to have to end up putting ads in. And I don't want to. Oh, wow. (laughs) It does. It It gives me a purpose for it. Yeah, it kind of does. It It kind of does. (laughs) But anyways, we... We do love y'all. And if you can't support us, if you can't support us financially, you can support us... By reviewing us. By reviewing us. rating us. Giving us five stars. Giving us such a nice review. Let me tell you something, guys. Here's a new deal. What? I mean, this this episode is full of fucking deals here. Jesus Christ. Because we're going to randomly pick somebody this month, okay? We're going to randomly pick. You need to go to Apple or you need to go to whatever platform you use and you need to rate us and review us. You need to take a little picture of that, a little screenshot. And you need to send it to us at badintheboondocks at gmail.com. And you know what you're going to get whenever we randomly pick your name? I'll tell you what you're going to get. First, you're going to get our undying appreciation. That's all that you get. I'm just Secondly, you're going to get a cool-ass bumper sticker. And then you're going to get a freaking Bad in the Boondocks t-shirt, t-shirt baby. baby. So but you have to, but you have to email us. So within the next two weeks, two weeks, I need you to go rate and review us, take a picture of it, screenshot it, send it to badintheboondocks dot at gmail dot com, and we're gonna randomly select somebody to get that free bumper sticker. So and even if it's one person, guess what? You then you will win. win. So I mean, I think it's. I mean, I would. I do that all the time to places, but I never win because they have. Like I know 10, it's never one, and you're that. like, I'm sure I'm going to be the only one. Yeah, I try to win a free. But gift you know what? With this, more. you might be the only one because people don't do shit for us. <laughs> there have been some people, and we do appreciate it. We've gotten a couple of more five star ratings and reviews. Does my breath sink? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're doing? No, I was. Oh, I'm talking a lot, I know. Yeah, I know. But I really need people to help support us now. Okay. Yeah, and we want... We want to thank everybody Jesus that's given Christ. us a review. Let me thank Chaz151, 
for becoming a premium member on Himalaya. And let me thank Chrissy Coxer for becoming a patron member. And thank you so freaking much. We really do appreciate it. And can I just say how cool your name is, Chrissy Coxter? That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool, Chrissy Coxter. (laughs) But anyways, um, check out our We really appreciate you. um, Instagram page. You know, just look up our name. Facebook page. Facebook page. Um, Email us if you want to. Badintheboonutsgmail.com. And I think that's about it. That's all of the housekeeping bitches. Yeah. Well, anyways, you want to go and we get got into us some the story, good, baby. We got some two good goodies today. Goody, yeah. goody. Yeah. Okay. I think everything's goody, goody with us. So, you know, my goodies. My goodies. Well, I don't know about you all down there. But my goodies. They're itching so bad today. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, but they smell so good. Listen. Oh, my goodness. That smells so good. They don't do even smell like, smell they it, don't man. smell like balls, though. They smell like Aqua de Gio. Oh, my God. He didn't do nothing but smell his hands. I got him okay. in my shorts. Kinnick, Rub it. Let's get going with this. Okay. That smells good. Who I'm are you doing do today? Kenneth McDuff, aka. I'm going to tell you, though, people would be so lucky for me to teabag tea him right now. Jesus Christ. I would teabag myself if I could. Whatever, you're crazy, dude. You're AKA crazy. <laughs> the broomstick killer. That's such cool. I'm a broomstick killer, bitch. Well, guess what? You may be sweeping in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> you may be using a wooden or a plastic broom. I don't judge. <laughs> but anyways, you've never thought of it really as you're sweeping your kitchen that, hey, maybe I could just break this off and stick somebody with it. You could just whack them over the head. They'd be gone, though. But what if you have thought of that? I've actually never thought of that. But I'm not saying that I have for certain. But Kenneth McDuff sure did. Maybe McDuffie. I have. Kenneth McDuffie sure did. He was born on March 21st, 1946. He was from Central Texas, and he had three siblings. Kenneth's mother, Addie McDuff, was well known around her town as the gun packing mama <laughs> because of her tendency to carry around a gun or the pistol packing. Yes, yeah, fine. It's the pistol packing, the gun packing. It's if, either way you want to do it. She may be carrying a shotgun to shoot you. you never Some know. people think I'm packing a pistol in my shorts all the time. Oh my God, shut the hell they up, ask dude. me, but I don't even own a gun. <laughs> And she also got the name for her violent rage. Kenneth was known to shoot his twenty two caliber rifle at living animals and was frequently getting into battles with boys more seasoned than he was. Because of his violent behavior, he was well known by the sheriff of his hometown. He was indicted on 12 counts of burglary and attempted burglary. He was at that point sentenced to 12 four-year ter- jail terms. He was paroled in December of 1965. On the night of the primary murders, Kenneth and his new friend Roy Roy Dale Green. And he's a character. Yeah, were driving around Central Texas when they came over a car stopped close to a baseball field. Interior of the stopped car were two men and a lady. Robert Brand, his sweetheart, Edna Louise, and his cousin Marcus Dunham. 
The two men drawn closer the vehicle and requested the three individuals into the trunk of both of their cars. Kenneth and Green drove both of the cars to a secluded spot where both men were shot while they were still in the trunk of the car. The women... The woman... <laughs> I'm sorry I hit the table. <laughs> the, the woman was raped by both of the men, and after that, her neck was broken by Kenneth with the three-foot end of a broomstick. They then purchased coke from the gas station before driving green cocaine or a coke coke cocaine coca cola oh <laughs> um before driving to green's house and then they spent the night there the next day when the kill was declared on the radio green felt blameworthy and turned himself into the police in trade for his declaration against kenneth he was given a lesser sentence Kenneth went on trial and was given the death penalty for the murder of Robert Brown. The end. Uh-uh. <laughs> <Blank>. oh. <laughs> you may be thinking, why already so early in the story was he sentenced to death? I was. Well, why is that? Well, Because he killed people. Well, the next part will shock you. You know overcrowding in prisons is a real problem just as much as it was then as it is today. The death penalty was suspended in 1972. And Texas just had too many people in their prisons, so prisoners were not serving their full time. So just a little later, in October 18, I'm at 1989, Kenneth was released on parole. That little bit of time for killing someone. Mm, that ain't no time. Three days after Kenneth was released from prison, Seraphia Parker's... Oof. Body. Seraphia. That is a lovely name. Yeah, it's Seraphia Parker's. Her body was found and he was suspected of killing her. He made no effort to change his ways once he was released from prison. He was convicted of starting fights with people, making threats to them, and DUI. He began drinking a lot mm. and was addicted to crack cocaine. Oh, now that <clears throat> yeah. that's a that's a charm there. That's a lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> the night of November tenth, nineteen ninety one, Kenneth kidnapped a prostitute or a sex worker. Yeah, but I'm just gonna say prostitute because that's what the time. that's what the article said. Yeah, that's fine. Huh? Because that's what the article said, well, right? Prostitute. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to change it to sex worker, but I wasn't gonna say that every time. So. Okay. Anyways. Because that gets him kind of horny, baby. Sure. Well, oh, you're horny, baby. <laughs> do I turn you on? Do I make you horny? <laughs> um, he kidnapped a prostitute and drug addict. Not those are two. They intertwine. They're not. They're not two different people. You know. What I'm oh yeah. <laughs> In Waco, Texas. Her oh, name. Waco, Texas has got a bad. They, they sure do. The just... Waco, Texas. I'm thinking thing. that that whole place might need to just be destroyed. I don't know what. And if you live well, in no Waco, for that, but I mean, you understand. I'm just saying. Some mess up people. From do there. I make you horny, baby? <laughs> but, uh, <her laughs> I love Austin Power. Was Brenda Thompson? He tied I know her a up. woman named Brenda, and she's a sex worker too. 
just does it for free. <laughs> <laughs> she sure as hell does, dude. Yeah. I had a little crush on her a year ago, and I and I was oh, you're all them that. all them sticks she done flicked. She was still with her husband then. I don't care. Now she done missing a couple of teeth. Yeah, I know. I ain't got nothing for them now. Oh, I think you got something for yeah, Oh, I see a hit. Oh, you hear that? It yeah, hitting no, the table. Whatever. Oh, it's springing up. <laughs> and You're dro- nasty. Um, Want to put your wing in Shut there. up. He tied her up and threw her in the back seat. He then had to stop at a roadblock. Roadblock. How freaking convenient is that? Man, one that. night out the damn year, and then it's going to be one a One night. That would be us. That would be us. Hell yeah. That night that we was racing down the damn street, <laughs> a roadblock was right there. <laughs> you know I always go to speed limit. And below then, the speed yeah, limit. I said, let's see how fast this baby can get And up. you know the And you went about 100 miles per hour. And, then and what is it? Blue and lights. I said, oh shit, there's lights up there. <laughs> um, he tied her up. Yeah, I already said that. The police, <laughs> the police was walking to his car. Then Brenda began kicking the back window, and she even cracked it, trying to break herself free. At this point, Kenneth didn't know what the hell to do, so he sped up and went through the roadblock, causing three policemen to jump out the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what you do. Yeah, the police had him now. Ooh, at least that's what they thought. Oh. <laughs> Turned off his headlights and escaped them by going the wrong way on a one-way street. Oh, I would have been done damn ran in something. Hell yeah, I would With the lights off. At some point, he stopped the truck at a secluded spot near the woods. Oh, they did a nasty thing. Where he tortured her and killed her. I knew it. Her body was found seven years later. Seven years? Yeah, in 1998. On October 15th, 1991, five days after this had occurred, he was seen with the 17-year-old prostitute, Virginia Moore. That's quite young for a prostitute. It sure is. They were arguing outside a motel in Waco. They both got in the trunk in the truck and headed to a remote spot near Texas State Highway 6. There, he tied her up with stockings and killed her. Her body wasn't found. Until seven years later, Hold on. again, huh. on September 29th, I think you're lying. 1998. So both of them, it took seven years. Yep. And only, and only 16, what? And only about 16 days difference. Yep. Wow. Police also suspected him of killing Cynthia Gonzalez, age 23, who was found in a creek bed near County Road in a wooded area. She was found on September 21st, 1991, six days after she was reported missing. Well, at least it didn't take seven years. Exactly. On December 29th, 1991, Kenneth and another man, Alva Hank Worley, kidnapped Colleen Reed at a car wash. They did this in plain sight, leaving an eyewitness. How the the hell are you going to leave an eyewitness? Ain't nobody said they was the smartest in the world. Bunch of dumb ones. That's all they Bunch is. Bunch of dumb ones. We gonna find you. We gonna find we gonna you. Find left your you fingerprints in your you shirt. Le- and, and the shirt. You we gonna find hell. you <laughs> dumb as hell. Oh, shit. Are we gonna catch you? Yeah. And we gonna cut your wiener off. Oh, my gosh. That's okay. Enough. Well, <laughs> <laughs> when Worley was interviewed by police in April 1992, you know, he became a little snitch. 
little snitch bitch. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. He left Kid... <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know why I said he left. He said that he helped Kid... <laughs> <laughs> rape tor- and torture Colleen with cigarettes, but did not participate in that murder. Kenneth kept on killing one after another. His next victim was Valencia Joshua. That's she name. was also a prostitute. Wow. He strangled her, then dumped her body on the golf course that was near her college that she went to on February 24, 1992. Her body was found March 15, 1992. Well, at least it didn't take seven yeah. years. Next was Melissa Northrup. A 22-year-old pregnant woman. She was working at a convenience store that Kenneth had previously worked at when she was kidnapped from the store. The person who kidnapped her also took, I think it was like $250 or something Shit, that was a good little bit back then. Yeah, yeah. Um, That'd be a good little bit for us right now. We could buy something else for the podcast. Shucks you, buddy. We could purchase Hindenburg. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is the last day of us getting to use this for the free trial. trial, (laughs) Um, Police suspected Kenneth of doing this because he was spotted around the store the time of her disappearance. Well, that's dirty. She was killed on March 1st, 1992, and a fisherman found her body on April 26th. It was so difficult for the police to keep track with everything that was going on because each murder happened in different counties. Kenneth had a warrant out for his arrest, but not for the murders, but for peddling drugs and possession of an illegal firearm. The police picked up Worley. That was once Kenneth's accomplice, and like I said, he confessed to the kidnapping of Colleen. While this took place, police didn't know where the hell um, Kenneth was. They were still searching for him, but guess what? What? He had done moved to Kansas City, Missouri. And in a trailer park. Why the hell park. are you going to name Kansas in Can- Missouri when there's a Kansas already? Ain't it. Why are you going to do ain't that? Ain't it. And why are you going to move to the trailer park? Exactly. Well, anyways, he worked as a trash co- um He worked for a trash collecting company. Well, he should have picked himself up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was a little corny. Though. I know. <laughs> well, anyways, he went by the name Richard Fowler. One of his co-workers was watching America's Most Wanted. Oh, that used to scare me to death. On May 1st, 1992. And he noticed something weird. He noticed that his friend slash co-worker resembled um, the guy on the TV. Mm. He's like, Bo, you famous. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, you might get you some money off of this. <laughs> He took it upon himself to call Kansas City Police, but after he told his manager about this, so they intertwined. Uh, then the manager got the damn money. Yeah, well, the police compared the prints of Fowler to the ones of Kenneth. Bingo! They were a match. Oh, shit! <laughs> Kenneth was arrested on May 4th, 1992 by six police officers while he was driving to a landfill in Kansas City. To take a dump. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was pretty good. And it was South Kansas City. Oh, exact. And so where? He's going down. What? Oh, he was going down. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what was I saying? He went and take a dump yep. at the landfill. Kenneth McDuff was taken to trial in, Can- in Texas on June 26, 1992. 
There he was found guilty of Melissa Northrup's murder and sentenced to death. But I have no idea why he was not found guilty for any of the other murders. Who, Who knows? freaking knows? But anyways, his execution date was set for November 17th, 1998. And he was dead. <laughs> wow. He was He's buried dead. in the Captain Job. I don't know what, how the hell you say this. Boulevard Cemetery. Let me see. It's B-Y-R-D. Beard. Oh, Captain Joe Bird. Yeah, that's how you say mm-hmm. it. Cemetery in Huntsville, Texas, baby. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Pew pew. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> that's all I got to say about it. My name's Forrest. Forrest Gump. People no, call me Forrest Gump. stupid shit, dude. Well, anyways. Uh, if there's ever going to be a Forrest Gump part baby. two. I want to There's be never going to be a Forrest Gump part two, but I think... My name's could, Forrest. I really think... Forrest Gump. He has studied this. People call me Forrest Gump. He did this for fucking two I hours. I do it all the day. time on my own time. Jesus Christ, it's ridiculous. And I was running. Yes, we know that. For the 50th <laughs> damn time you said it. Well, they call that the million dollar shot, but... I, I never, ain't never seen, I ain't never seen a penny of that money. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um... That's my story. What'd you think? I thought that I'm shit just playing. was... Your opinion uh, doesn't matter. I'm wow. just playing. I'm just kidding. Right. I thought it was good. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was wicked. I thought it was fucked up, though, because it's always fucked up. Because people be getting get out on shit. Why the hell did he get out on parole I'm after saying. he done killed three people? Three people. The other guy didn't even... Wait. I can't remember. Did he... I know. He didn't kill anybody. Nope. He just tortured with but cigarette. Did, but you know what? You know what I was about to say? I I was about to say that um we give the respect to the victims by calling them their first name. But we didn't even but I can't know. say that because I sort of call yeah. the killer their first name only yeah. because it's easier and you know and you can sort of know them by that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You can understand that, oh, it's him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Instead of exactly. oh, who the hell's McDuff? Ain't it? But I, I now in mine I like to mix it up a little bit. In mine, I'm going to say first name sometimes. Sometimes I'm going to, yeah. Then I'll get all confused. Oh, well, it's okay, though. But listen to this, y'all. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Yeah, what? You can, if your throat's parched, you can have the rest of my drink. I'm fine right now. Because I don't. Well, you remember. You you rubbed me. Oh, my God. What? I said I don't want to interrupt. Oh, okay. Hold on. I got the. Okay. You remember Silence of the Lambs, my favorite movie, oh my right? God, of course I do. Okay. I like. Well, you remember I like this... the one where he was younger, though, and he killed people. Uh, yeah, you like the. But you didn't. No, I like the original Silence of I the Lambs. The newer version. Yeah, I know you liked. Um, what was it called? The Dragon or something? Yes, that's it. It was something about dragon. Yeah, Red was. Dragon. That's that's yeah. it. Yeah. You liked it because he was naked in front of the TV screen. No. Anyway, that's that's what I remember. Okay. Well, you remember the scenes down in the basement with Hannibal Lecter? Of course. Down at the end of the long, dank hallway. How the hell does she talk, though? I can't. I can never do it. Tucked inside a glass cage, Hannibal remarked how he enjoyed eating some type of human flesh with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Uh, (laughs) Well, the UK had one such killer deemed so dangerous that years before the popular film, he too 
was locked away in a two-cell block down in the basement in a glass cage. He, too, it is said, enjoyed some human delicacies. This real-life Hannibal is none other than the serial killer Robert Maudsley. He is widely considered to be one of the most horrific serial killers in British history. But he's relatively unknown when you compare his name to the likes of Jack the Ripper or Fred and Rosemary West. Maudsley was responsible for the deaths of four men in total, and three of those occurred while he was already locked up. His is a story of tragedy, complications, and maybe, perhaps, even injustice. Robert Maudsley was born on June 26, 1953, in Toxeth, Liverpool. To Jean and Robert Maudsley, wonder where they got his name. He was one of four children, and you guessed it, named after his father. His father would later in life become the catalyst to his future murderous impulses. Before Maudsley was even two years old, his parents placed him and all his siblings in a Roman Catholic orphanage. They lived at Nazareth House Orphanage for about seven years, During this time, Robert claimed that he was treated very well by those in charge, and he formed a strong bond with his siblings. In fact, all four of them talked highly of Nazareth House, and they did not want to leave when the time came. However, their parents eventually came and took them back home. At this time, Robert was the youngest, and he was about eight years old. Robert's doting parents would go on to have seven more fucking children. And it was at this time that the turning point occurred. Robert, in an instant, went from being loved, cherished, and taken care of to being neglected, physically, and sexually abused. Robert's father regularly gave out beatings to all of his male children, but for some reason, the worst were reserved for Robert. Later on, Robert would say that he doesn't remember his parents at all. The only thing that he remembered was the beatings that they gave him. Now, it's important to know, only his father actually handed out the beatings, but his mother would bring any misgivings to the attention of the father so that he would beat him. Then, for some unknown reason, Robert's father placed him only into a foster home. None of the other kids, just Robert. In fact, when the other kids would ask where Robert was, his father simply told them that Robert had died. When Robert was 16 years old, he ran away to London. In order to support himself, Robert became a male prostitute. He would either sleep in strangers' houses or just on the street, moving from area to area quite frequently. However, this hard lifestyle took its toll on Robert, and like so many sex workers, he developed a severe drug addiction. 
God, he was a sex work killer. Yeah. He also attempted suicide numerous times. Once authorities became aware of his mental state, they detained him and he was placed in a psychiatric ward. The next few years were filled with frequent stints in different psychiatric hospitals. By 1973, he went back to the streets as a rent boy. You know what this reminds me of? Me? Hannibal Lecter. Uh, well. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You've already said that. I know. And I'll even, there's even more that they're alike. Yeah. While on the job, he was picked up by who would become his first victim. A man named John Farrell picked up Robert in the Wood Green area of London. Before the two started any sexual activity, Farrell proceeded to show Robert some pictures of children that he had sexually abused in the past. It's not exactly known why Farrell did this, maybe to elicit fear or maybe even arousal in Robert. How, how Remember, was Robert it? was 16. But the fact is that the act caused Robert to fly into a fit of pure rage. He attacked Farrell, got on top of him, and then viciously strangled him to death. He then stole five pounds from Farrell's pocket and fled. Hey, but at least I lost some weight, right? My, my, th- my throat is parched. Oh, my Lord. I'm sorry. Oh, my Jesus. I've got to take a sip. The sight of a tarnie. Just be glad, yeah, for a second. Okay. When he was caught, Robert was sent to Broadmoor Hospital for the criminally insane. He was considered unfit to stand trial because of his psychosis. Of course. While at Broadmoor, Maudsley would commit the one act which would forever cement his legacy as one, if not the most disturbed minds in Britain. You get it, cement. In 1977, Robert and a fellow inmate by the name of David Cheeseman, cheddar cheese, (laughs) okay, barricaded themselves in a cell with another inmate named David Francis as their hostage. Well, they did that. Well, the three inmates had been allowed out of their rooms in order to play football. The pair tortured Francis for nine hours Hours. until they eventually garroted him to death. No, you know that I don't know what the hell. Oh, okay, that strangled him with like a rope or a chain or a string. Okay. (laughs) When Francis was dead, his skull had been smashed in to the point that parts of his brain were visible. Wow. You know, that reminds you of that movie where... The other guy, the army man, smashed the other army's man in the head. And then there was just blood. You know, there was blood everywhere. Yes, the a army. soldier's girl. A yep. soldier's girl. Yes, that's a great oh, movie. Gosh, I love it is, it. and I love the music in it. So freaking great. Dude. And listen. Okay. Well, reports state that at this point, that Robert took out a canteen spoon... began scooping up the brain matter and while staring at the guards and nurses began eating the brain. He said, I'm hungry. Ironically, 
Maudsley was found fit to stand trial for the murder. How? He was found guilty of manslaughter and sentenced to life imprisonment. And he was sent to HMP Wakefield. How do you get life for manslaughter? I don't know. I just thought you made me know because you always talk about the court system. Sorry. I'm stupid. (laughs) I'm so stupid. I don't know. When he got to Wakefield Prison, Robert noticed that word of his crimes had circulated. Oh, shit. His murder inside Broadmoor had given him a reputation, and it was a reputation that would soon he would live up to. Oh, I thought it would be like one of those hated reputations that like... Hell no, it's one of them reputations like, I am fucking scared of you, you motherfucker, because you be eating people brain with a canteen spoon. Some of them be, I'm telling you, they stay the hell away from because Well, in just a matter of weeks, he attacked again and killed two people inside Wakefield Prison on the same day. See, that's how you got to do it in prison if you don't want to get messed with. You got oh, to yeah, kill well, somebody. He, uh, you probably don't want to end up like him. Sounding Darwood was a convicted murderer who was serving time for the murder of his wife. He and Maudsley had been studying French together. Oh, Paris. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. Maybe he wasn't really studying French. He was just like, will you touch my wee wee? Yes, wee wee in the boo boo. Yeah. Anyway, Maudsley Blitz attacks Darwood with a knife to disorient him. Then he garroted him to death. Oh. He put the body underneath his bed and then just continued on his day as though nothing had happened. She was waiting for the tooth fairy to come and take that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Throughout the day, Robert tried to get other inmates to come into his cell, but he was unsuccessful. Later on the same afternoon, Robert went on into the cell of 56-year-old murderer Bill Roberts. Oh. Roberts was lying face down on his bunk. When Maudsley rushed in and attacked him with a makeshift knife he had made, he repeatedly stabbed Roberts in the stomach, chest, and skull. How he, if he was laying on his stomach? He turned him over. He flipped him. I knew he was going to say it, but he flipped him over. I know, but why didn't you wake up before then? I don't know. It was blitz. It was real fast. <laughs> okay. He then forced Roberts' head into the prison wall with his bare hands. And you do know prison walls are usually stone. Jesus Christ. How the how do you do that? Wow. That's he, all I can say. He is very messed up. He's so strong. See, but the thing is, he probably wasn't that. It's, it's just rage. rage. Yes. That comes over you. Yep. I know that. Kill. I know that. After this, Robert calmly gave himself over to the prison staff. He simply stated that the next roll call would be too short. That is pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty, <laughs> that's good pretty good. One. That's a pretty good one. Since Mosley was already serving life in prison, there was no legal repercussions for his murders because... Repercussions. Wait. Repercussions. I don't know. Because his sentence couldn't be increased. He was, however, convicted of the murders at all the same. But it's difficult to punish a person who already knows they are not ever getting out of prison. However, at this time, Mosley was deemed unfit to associate with other inmates due to their safety. Exactly. Why not put him in the So he solitary. was placed in a solitary confinement unit. Yep. 
Was that that movie where? In 1983, it was considered that Robert was too dangerous to be housed in a regular prison cell. His homicidal and suicidal tendencies were clear. You know, they say the solitary confinement smells like ass, right? (laughs) No, it smells more like shit out the ass. (laughs) Because you're shitting everywhere. That's right. How do you know that? I've read. (laughs) Thank you. I might have been visiting. I'm just kidding. (laughs) And a normal cell gave him ample opportunities to take his or someone else's life. Exactly. So a special cell was made for him. Wasn't that nice? A two-unit cage made of glass was constructed in the basement of Wakefield Prison where only he and one other prisoner reside. In fact, the circumstances of Hannibal Lecter and Robert Maudsley are eerily similar. Now, remember, this all happened before Hannibal. That's a good idea, though. That Wait, wait. That's a good-ass idea. What? But, I mean, you would get arrested for it, whoever starts it, but it's a great idea. In the prison basements, mm-hmm. you put them up in a glass Well, he thing. is. No, you give them, you just, you. they fight to the death. Oh yeah, and you have and you have everybody come place yeah, their bets. I don't think that's legal. You do like that. I don't think that's and legal. That's how you You're talking about like cockfighting. Get rid of the murderers, but it would be literally cockfighting. <laughs> anyway, and okay. whoever wins gets. Free. I'm just playing. Whoever wins might get to fight tiny, another person. Yes, and whoever wins. Okay, yes, this is not a good idea. This is not a good idea. It, it lessens the killers in okay, the prison well, system. Both of. Hannibal and Mosley are housed in glass cages in dark cellars. Both are considered cannibals. Both are considered too dangerous to be housed with other inmates. Also, both Hannibal and Maudsley have genius-level IQs. Inside of Maudsley's cell, there is a table and a chair made of cardboard. Anything other than cardboard is considered too dangerous. Wow. There is a toilet and a sink, both bolted to the ground so that it cannot be used as weapon. He is allowed plastic culturally only. Why even that? His bed is a concrete slab covered in a sheet. Well, that would be bad. The glass walls are bulletproof and the entry is through a large steel door. There is a very small gap through which Robert is able to receive meals and he isn't allowed anything else. He remains in this cage 23 hours a day. The remaining hour is spent exercising in the yard while being monitored by six guards. He has been held in solitary confinement for over 35 years. He is not allowed books, TV, music, or anything. Now, that is justice, I would say. He spends most of his days writing to psychiatrists asking why he is the way he is. How does he write? Well, they do give him a pencil with a dull lead. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He is very pale. He has receding gums. Oh, my goodness. And he even has developed a speech impediment due to the lack of human contact. That is something else, dude. That just shows it. And I had never heard of this, dude. That just shows that lack of human contact. But I mean, they had to get Hannibal Lecter from him. They had to. 
I had to. That was before them, right? This was years before the movie, yeah. I forgot when it was. Well, it was years before. Exactly. They just they had to get Hannibal Lecter yeah. from him. They had to. How the hell did you find him? Because I'm sick like that. Oh my God. You're retarded like that. That's what it is. I'm Ethel. I'm... <laughs> Leave me alone. Oh my God. Okay, I y'all. never found, found that funny, though, him. Okay. Him doing anything. I just... So who was worse? Because hmm? you know that yours is always freaking no I, crazier. I, I'm yours is sick in the sicker. Head, yeah, but you have to look at who's finding them. I'm sick in the head. You're sicker in the head. I know. You're not sick in the head, retard. Or else you'd be done killed somebody by now, and you wouldn't care about police. Yeah, the only reason I have exactly that doesn't okay. mean that you're sick in the head. Y'all remember our little contest that we're having. Yep. So you need to write that review. Sweet okay, God, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. What? If it's a one, two, or three, or four star review, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't fucking count. Be, it doesn't have to be on iTunes, though. No, but I'm just saying, it's got to be five stars. I'm just going to be a good review. Right. But it should be a good review. So anyways. one star ain't going to win a damn t shirt. I tell you to give good reviews. You do it anyways. Honey. Except for the last one that, told, that said, <laughs> to get rid of our song, for me not to interrupt. For you to study. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know what? But they do that. Get a every, fucking that, vibrator, bitch. That one does it for everybody, though. They That that person, I remember the name, just goes around and tells everybody their faults. I just and, want her, I want to buy her a vibrator. They literally had to listen to our show and think hard about what the hell they were pointing, because it really wasn't even that hurtful. Cause they it was hurtful to me. But they couldn't think of anything else hurtful to put. Because our pussy is so dry, it's got cobwebs oh, on it. You know. I just want to spritz some water on it. <laughs> because somebody that's that's harsh. Yeah, for no reason. Right, because she doesn't get any D like us. or any V. They said they like us. But oh, yeah, they want to say, I, I like you. Bitch, no you, no, you don't. No, you don't. I think it could be worked up some more. Or something Actually, like she, it was mis. It was misprint. It was mis. Anyway, they're a bitch. That's all I'm Whatever, saying. Whatever, whatever. Two but tears anyways, in a bucket, motherfucker. Yeah, I really hope that you liked both of our stories. We love um, reading them, um, saying them to you, you know. We love y'all. We love you, baby. <laughs> I don't need to Yeah, we so do, baby. Totally smashing, baby. You look just like him. <laughs> um, anyways. I have been Stan. And I'm always Drew, but for after... Just go check out Florida Men's Podcast, and we are going to play their promo right now. Five seconds from now. Here we go. Love y'all. See ya. Hi, I'm Joel. And I'm Phil, and we're the co-host of Florida Men, a true crime comedy podcast. Each week on Florida Men, we bring you stories from the shady side of the Sunshine State, starring America's most prolific criminal, Florida Man. Stories with headlines like Florida Man Arrested While Trying to Hide Legless Fugitive Girlfriend in Plastic Bin. Florida Man Arrested with a Monkey in a Diaper Clutching His Shirt. Florida Man Loses Fingers, Eyebrows, and Hearing in, quote, Modified Fireworks, unquote, Mishap. Florida Woman Shoots Her Ex-Husband in the Groin While He Tries to Take Her Air Conditioner. Florida Man Carrying Live Alligator Chases People in a Convenience Store. Florida Woman Arrested at Walmart Then Smoked Crack in the Back of a Police Car. 
Florida woman sent 65,000 texts to a Tinder date gone wrong. And Florida woman calls 911 on a possum. You can find Florida men on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are found.